and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. So have we... Uh... Has everybody been, been experimenting along with us here? Have we been? Yeah, everybody's been right there with us as we we've taken this journey with everybody. We have nothing to hide. We're like, have you seen the Chris Rock special yet? No, I've just seen I've seen the clips. Who is who Brilliant. is he again? Which guy is he? Brilliant. Which one is he? <laughs> Brilliant. He's the he's the one he's the one that that uh, viciously uh, attacked the wife of a of a star. Isn't that right? I believe he's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. One of the Marxists responsible for. Black Lives Matter. I used to listen to his station 40 years ago. It was called The Rock of Chicago. It was great. That's, that's the one, yes. Yeah. WXRT, Radio Chicago. No, it was WLS. Brit. Oh, yeah, WLS. That's right. That was The Rock of Chicago. Okay. You child, you. <laughs> <laughs> you child. Right. Okay. Are we again. ready? We All are. right, so you've been with us, so here we go. Um, we're sorry about that. Just a it, it does happen. Have you have you noticed, though, that uh, they've settled on the cables for this kind of thing to happen constantly all day long? What's yeah. even worse is that they've settled to allow people, some of whom are regulars, paid contributors, yeah. to be in their homes uh, with shitty computers. That's true. Without benefit of a microphone like for instance i'm holding or uh, a lapel mic that would be a uh, you know sound like you're in the studio so, so they they do sound like this. they do this. and they talk wait and they tolerate it and yeah. they talk to these people and here's the problem i don't know i don't know how you watch tv or, or if you have the news on or something when one person sounds really really bad yeah okay you cannot follow the conversation at all Unless you're looking at the screen. And I know this is some breaking news to the folks who do cable news, but everyone isn't always 100% watching. The, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you have it on, you're, you're cooking, it's over there, and you want to, and you can't understand the conversation. Yeah. So that's why, that's why we have spent the last uh, 15 minutes making sure that it's right, because that's how a lot of people probably catch this, this podcast. You know, they're, you know, they're fixing their car uh they're they're changing diapers um they're they're wheeling granny around in a, in a wheelchair that they're going to push over the cliff to save on social security they're doing things and, and so we want to have the sound you know at least uh, marginally decent from right. the two of us okay? we, put, we put a little bit of effort into this thing yeah oh. yeah yeah all right um let's see here categories categories don't even need them. Let's uh, let's start off with uh, uh, Hitler von Fuckface. Okay, <laughs> Dude, who are you talking about? What can you what can you be talking about? Can you be more specific? Yeah, and um, we're gonna we're gonna play the uh, quick wonderful game show that uh, we know as uh, "Who Said It." Oh, who good. Said All right, I'm gonna try Ready? this. Yeah. <clears throat> I am your lawyer. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. Who said that? Was that Hitler or was that Trump? It sounds like uh, Tom Jode from, <laughs> <laughs> from the Grapes of Wrath. I'll say that was, uh, I said that's, that's going to be Trump. 
I'd say, of course I'd say, it was Trump. Of course it was Trump. Trump. But it certainly sounded like Hitler. And I'm not talking about the great voice characterization by the talent. That was a stunning German yeah. accent. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I did, and I'm not joking, I did watch all two hours on Saturday. I, I just worry about your mental health. Well, I have I have a board-certified adult <laughs> and child psychiatrist by my side. Thank God. Should something snap. Yeah. Should something snap, Jane. I, uh, you know, I, I salute you, but golly, your mental health has to take a big hit out of that. But again, again, just like we were speaking a moment ago, believe me, I wasn't sitting there watching the screen the whole time. I was doing right, other right. things because he came on at 530 in the afternoon. And uh, as, as much as I would like to delay my life until 730 and just watch him, <laughs> but did have it on. We did. We did have it on. And I. Uh, uh, had it over on the great uh, Newsmax channel because I knew they would run the whole thing. Jesus. Uh, but I did check back and it turned out that Fox ran it. Now, if if I'm not mistaken, it must have been four days ago, five days ago, the stories were that Fox had a, a soft ban, a we're not going to talk about Trump, we're not going to mention him, we're not going to have him on, and that went on for several weeks. Uh, we're done with him, and the yeah. the the depositions that uh, revealed what Rupert Murdoch was saying go right along with that. They they knew they needed to kind of get away from him, and so here they were doing it. So what happens? He goes to CPAC, and they run the whole damn thing. And why did they do that? Well, they did that, in my opinion, for plausible deniability. And the plausible deniability is, well, we don't have Trump on our channel as a guest. We don't allow him to just talk and lie on our shows, on Sean Hannity or in the morning show. We're not going to allow that anymore because you know, we're a serious news channel and we're going to gain our credibility back with uh, you viewers who we don't even want to admit that we ever lost because we never had it in the first place with normal people, just with you saps who we've been able to fool for 30 years, but we're going to run this under the guise of, well, it's a news event, right? Remember the old, we have to, it's a news event, so we're covering it. So they did. And then when it was over, they said nothing. They went right back to, uh, you know, Saturday night at the oldies or whatever they were doing. Well, it's, it's <laughs> very that. clear that the Murdoch family is hedging their bets. After being in love with mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis for a while, sure. they've seen the poll numbers that the uh, Republican Just voters are not quite—they're not quite ready yeah. to give up on Donald Trump. Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> so they're, they're hedging their bets right now. Right. So, uh, as soon as that was 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 over with, and I'm thinking about what I just heard, and I heard some of the just histrionic crazy shit that that he was saying. You know, a lot of it was, of course, the the, the same old, same old, and he repeated topics you know 30 minutes after he had just done the you know, same thing you know, this is a, a senile old old uncle right he tells you the same war story that he just told you 30 minutes ago and he thinks it's fresh uh the the, the usual list of grievances but i i posted this early sunday morning and I said that because Godwin's law has officially been repealed, and I was wondering whether this would actually get me banned from Facebook, because a couple of years ago it did. Just referring to Hitler on Facebook right. would, would get you banned in a, in a post. So I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm, you know, come on. 
we've uh, repealed Godwin's law, which says any any online discussion. You know, this is you know twenty five years old. Any online discussion where someone mentions Hitler and that's it, the whole discussion gets blown up and there's no validity to it. And I thought, you know, he's really truly veering into Hitlerian Mussolini-like language. He's been covered as if, well, well, he's, you know, it's him versus Ron DeSantis instead of uh, Donald Trump, who faces imminent indictment in Georgia, in New York, and in Washington for crimes against the United States, including a planned coup, made a speech on... If you don't keep underscoring that, you're playing into their hands, I think. I think you're just giving in, not not you and me, but but I think the the the, the press in general, a sweeping generality there, um, is is playing the game exactly the way Trump wants it to be played so far. I I think they are, you know. I, I I made uh, an att- I made a, a valid and a, a a conscious attempt to avoid all of the CPAC stuff this weekend. I did not want to see any of it live. I I was over there for just a moment when he was speaking, and it was something about Afghans and goggles or something, night goggles or some shit like that. He was rambling on. Uh, well, that was part of the uh, uh, segment where he went through the list of items that were left by the uh, United States military when uh, Joe Biden, like a coward, like a skunk, abandoned Afghanistan yeah, and uh, murdered 13 of our soldiers uh, on the way out. Joe Biden actually did that, as opposed yes, to the, the heroic deals that uh, Donald Trump was uh, cutting to uh, get us out with honor. Right. With peace. And remember the uh, remember he's going to invite the Taliban to the White House. Remember that whole thing. And by the way, he talked about that. What a great idea that was. He's defending that. (laughs) He is doing exactly what he always does, which is no matter how shitty it is, he defends it and says it either was great or would have been great had he been allowed to go through with it. Things like that. So you see, you just drop the needle on the record in one spot. And see what you get. That's all I got. I mean, I, I wanted to know what was going on, but I just knew it was not going to be. I just didn't. That was not something I needed in my life. And then I get some of the highlights, including, you know, his shit, which was. Uh, and then I guess DeSantis was making a big speech out at the Ronald Reagan Library in California. Correct. Well, I mean, he's definitely going for the the, the Mussolini vote, <laughs> but between the the books and the transgender and the the Disney and the, if you're a blogger, you have to register with the government to write anything and you have to tell who's paying. It's this is all fascist crap. Uh, Florida, the fascist state, not the sunshine state anymore. And he, he thinks that that's the way to Republicans hearts. I don't think it's going to work. And I don't think that uh, he's going to get past Trump, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Is there is there any downside though from from our side to seeing those two guys wail on each other? I don't like beat the daylights out of each other. I don't. No, it's entertaining. It, it's entertaining, except um, even in 2022, when the Democrats were excoriated for putting their support behind who they thought would be the worst candidate 
the most MAGA candidate, the most radical right candidate in Republican primaries so that in a general election, the Democrat would win. That did work most of the time, except, of course, in places like North Carolina, where we have Ted Budd, who who was smart enough not to uh, poke his head above the ground and say anything to anyone about anything because he'd already been embraced by Trump at that one rally a long time ago. That was enough. That was it. That was all. Uh, So you didn't hear anything from Ted Budd. And, you know, we live in enough of a racist state where they just couldn't imagine a an unqualified black woman state Supreme Court justice. Right. Could be our senator. So that put Ted Budd in there. But for the most part, it didn't work. So there is always you don't want to think, well, they're going to beat each other up and the worst one will become the candidate and Joe Biden will cruise to victory. I mean, nice thought, but you just never know. You don't want to take any chances. And uh, well, I think it's I think it's good for the country. I think it's good for the country to see these two assholes well on each other. Well, they're both such liars. They're both so insincere. They're they're both so so full of it um i mean here's don if if people thought for one second about a guy standing up there pretending to be the great uh firewall to protect social security and medicare for our fantastic seniors yet at the same time he'll be the guy that says you know all the spending has to be cut on everything else the two things don't go together they, they don't go together. They make no sense because what he's really saying is I need to cut taxes for rich people. Just get me back in there. We'll do a little bit more of that shit. <laughs> Just things like that. But, but Donald Trump's not about policy anyway. We know that it's all about emotion. It's all about feelings. It's all about retribution. I don't think we've ever had a presidential candidate in the history of the country. I don't think we've had a candidate for any office at any level use the word retribution as a reason that you should support that person. Spite. It, I'm, I can't prove that. I don't have one of those, uh, one of those, the thing that will search everything forever. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's these programs that will find. Uh, the ne- Nexus orders. Lexus is what they used to yeah. use. In the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I guarantee if you put retribution in there, no one's ever, no one's ever used that. Maybe it's been used to say, if you elect Trump, all he'll be about is retribution, but that's not someone actually uh, using it for themselves. They're, they're describing a, a another person being that way, Trump, but, um, so you have to, to say, well, here we are, you know, we're, we're 19 months away from the election and he's already gone there. He's already oh, yeah. gone there. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean, he no really, he, back he, this time. Well, he really wants the job because again, this is the family business and there is no plan B. They can't move into beans. They can't be dairy farmers. I mean, they can't do any. This is, this is the family business now. And if this, this dries up, there's no plan B. So yes, he has to go hard after this. As, as, horrible as the people with the big money who throw it at Republicans are thinking that they will get something back. I'm just not quite sure that 
that level of acrimony, that level of hate, that level of Hitlerian or Mussolini-like appeal to an audience in person when seen by the big money people, you know, hang on, here's my checkbook. Where do I write it? Don, you are great. I love that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Two things about let me let me do a couple things so. about what you just said when you talked about I'm going to protect all this shit and uh, it it's not a linear thought but we are about to expand Medicaid apparently in North Carolina with a Republican controlled legislature. Yep, is that wild? After after many years of of just like kicking it down the road, people suffering, undoubtedly people dying because they didn't have access to healthcare. Now we've decided we're going to do it. Yeah, well, it it actually could be that they've figured out that um, going into 2024, it would be a terrible campaign issue to be used against them if we were still one of those outlying states. And I know you're, well, it didn't hurt them in these other, but, you know, there is a point where uh, if you have, is it 600,000 people who will be immediately helped when this kicks in, that you start to pay a price. And they've may have been privy to research and numbers showing that that a lot of those people vote too <laughs> and that uh, it might have come because you can't believe that they finally decided to take the medicaid expansion after 10 or 11 years because they just love they just love the poor no, they, they, yeah they've, they've decided they want to help people out they've decided yeah. they don't want to they want to end the suffering that's what yeah, you, you, if you've been able to live 10 years in the donut hole of nothingness with no health insurance, then you're hardy enough for us to get you onto Medicaid where you won't use it as much because you're a, you're a horse. You're, you're a tough person. I mean, I don't know. You've pulled yourself up by your health bootstraps enough for us to be able to throw you a bone. That's how they think, isn't it? There's a, um, the other thing that you mentioned when you mentioned the, uh, the tax cuts, there is a fantastic documentary on Netflix. It's called Dirty Money. And season two, episode one is completely and totally dedicated 53 minutes to Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Now, there are people in my life, I don't know if they are in your, they go, when I say, well, Wells Fargo is the worst bunch of criminals in the history of banking, they go, ah, they're all bad. Ah, and which is to say, you know, O.J. Simpson was really bad. Ah, all football players suck. I don't know. I think after 53 minutes of watching this, one of the things that I took away from it was Wells Fargo was fined a record amount of money for malfeasance and opening up. I, I think people are aware of the stuff they did. Almost all of that was paid for by a Donald Trump tax cut. It was great. It was great. So they came out. They came out even Stephen. They didn't have to. They didn't have to suffer. Isn't that great, Brad? It's not only that, even after they got caught, they kept doing it. They came up with new ways to get in. You know, that reminds me of a song, Britt. Oh, well, the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. Oh, well, the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. I wish I knew what it could be. Thank you. Surprisingly, Thank you. surprisingly, that does come up in the doc, in the in the documentary. That particular song. Actually, does, I'm not surprised because it's it's as much of a bad cliche when I do it. As document. Yeah. So, I, so I'm trying to get. I begged my mother. She has like a safety deposit box or something with them, and I'm just please, 
please, there's 150 banks in this fucking town of old people that are begging for your money, including, you know, all kinds of credit unions. Could you please? And it's no, I can't. It's just, and I go, well, I want you to watch this thing because people who work for Wells Fargo were trying to kill themselves because of what they were doing to customers. They got a guy in the documentary tried to swallow a bunch of sleeping pills because he was fucking over poor people and getting paid for it. He couldn't handle it. So, yes, that, that, that's what came to mind when you started talking about tax cuts. Why do you hate our country? <laughs> also, also, our buddy Jim Cramer doesn't come out so great in this thing. <laughs> Eventually, he does admit his mistakes, as he frequently does, but he doesn't come out looking so hot in this thing. Well, for, if you admit your mistakes, I don't want to know you. That's not how we operate. <laughs> ne- never admit that you're wrong. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> The 29th best singer goes batshit. The oh, wow. 29th best singer goes batshit. Ready? Oh, Ready. I love this. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. Uh, uh, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan came out number 29 on the Rolling Stone best singers list. Yeah. Yeah. Top 200. And uh, she's gone berserk. She felt that she should have been a lot higher. Yeah. She was on a podcast sponsored by and hosted by Los Angeles Magazine. She said, Mariah Carey's spot at number five must have been payola or shit like that. That's a quote. (laughs) Adele being number 22. Shaka Khan said this. Okay, I quit. (laughs) Facing the inevitable backlash, Shaka Khan apologized in a series of tweets, explaining that she should have never taken the bait. And when asked about the list, as artists were unfairly put into <clears throat> boxes, categories, or on lists. <laughs> Being an artist or musician is not a competition. It's a gift for which I'm truly grateful. Not my intention to cause pain or upset anyone to anyone that felt that way. I sincerely apologize. And, and I love Anyone there's so many sto- there's so many parts of the story I love the inevitable backlash. Yes, we yeah. as Americans at the Mariah Carey Defense Society met last right. week and decided we're not going to let this stand. Right. right. <laughs> Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. And, and there's nothing there's not I have nothing against Shaka Khan. I think she's a great singer, but most people can name about two Shaka Khan songs. Maybe, right? Sure, I feel for you and I'm every woman. Like like through the fire. That's the third I know one. that one. Through the fire is like the third one. That's that 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 one was a minor hit. That, I mean, she's she's a really good singer, but no, she she hasn't been as impactful on the charts or anything else as Adele and Mariah Carey and some of those other. Well, but it, that's not, not what it wasn't a ranking of 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 hits. It's a uh, and by the way, it's a fully, completely, and unarguably perfect list. Oh, the yes. top 200 I mean, that's, that's singers. And I, I would also, I, I would for, for Shaka Khan's benefit, I would also say if anybody put Mariah Carey at five on the list because she has that stupid five octave range, ah, that, that whole situation, if that was something that makes her a right. great singer, then you're full of shit. If that, if that was what your vote was based on, forget it. Right. But I, again, I hope she can survive the backlash. <laughs> I have noticed this because I've been looking at some charts and stuff that Rihanna appearance at the Super Bowl helped her out a lot on the streaming sites and stuff. Apparently the, a lot of her songs are getting rediscovered and a whole new generation is finding Rihanna. Yeah. 
Did you know she was pregnant when she was out there, Britt? Did you hear that? That's what I hear. It's a rumor. Oh, God. You know she's the first Super Bowl halftime show performer to perform pregnant? Do you know I that? Wasn't a, I wasn't aware of that. I had no Although idea. Although a lot of people, Prince, Prince, yeah, Prince yeah, didn't look right. I thought he was pregnant that night. I was pretty sure he was. Maybe Steven Tyler. All right, I have another one here while we're doing yucky stuff, funny stuff. Uh, I had titled this, let's see, new category for one of radio's most hackneyed bits, stupid criminals. We have a new category finally after all these years. Here we go. (laughs) I'm ready. This happened in Georgia. And uh, the rule is, of course, if you're in a police chase, a getaway situation, and you're in an EV, you better have the damn thing charged up when you're fleeing. That's right. Two would-be criminal masterminds robbed gaming systems from an unnamed store in Gwinnett County. Responding officers were told they were in a Tesla. (laughs) They put out a description to the cops, and that's right. They found them at a charging station. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> put your hands up now i don't know anything about the operational uh part of of an ev it, can't you do like a quick charge like for five minutes and get 50 miles out of it or something you don't have you to can. sit there yeah. for a half they, hour they've got it some of the stations like 15 minutes and it'll get you yeah it'll, it, it's yeah, equal but, to, you know, when, yeah. when you've just robbed something and you're trying to get it done fast do you think it, you're ever going to get the the uh the kind of charge that you want. No police say they have recovered the gaming systems, some guns and a couple pounds of marijuana. Now, isn't this a tough decision if you're a right wing talk show host? Yeah. And isn't that a tough decision to do that story until you can laugh and point at the people who were stupid enough, the stupid fuzzy headed liberals are buying electric cars, but Oh my God, your hero, Elon Musk happens to be in this business heavily into this business. So do you do the story or not? And make fun of the fuzzy headed liberals trying to save the spotted owls. Well, wait, but fuzzy headed liberals don't rob stores. Well, yeah, but in, in, by the way, in right, in, in right wing world, they do. Oh, because they don't have jobs. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and the, this is fully. By the way, the guys that that were doing this, I don't know. I don't know their race or anything. On right wing radio, they're basically Black Lives Matter, and they probably stole the Tesla too. They're probably Black Lives Matter. Fa- the founders of Black Lives Matter, and they stole a Tesla and robbed some gaming consoles. But I, I don't know. Just in general, if you do that story, because it would always be fun to make. Oh, look at these stupid little pussy liberals with their lawnmowers. They like to ride around. I mean, that was the Rush Limbaugh take, right? Yeah. Look, uh, you know, a, a friend of ours was bugging me last week saying I should have a Tesla. He's got a Tesla. He loves it. And I said, you know, I yeah. can wait. Yeah. And, and uh, it it really, really looks like that, let's say, if we have this discussion in five years, that the technology will have advanced enough and the prices will have fallen and they are falling right now tesla is cutting prices on their upper end models and of course that puts pressure on the other guys too which is that's their goal they've got bigger profit margins they can they can play with to to try to to hurt the competitors but that's not going to work believe me ford and and gm and and hyundai and mercedes and they're all they're all building them they're all building them and they'll uh they'll all be good and some people already like other models by other car makers better than Tesla's already because unless I'm wrong, 
one of the things that people like about non-Tesla EVs is that they're like real cars. Because yeah. when you're in a Tesla, yeah. you're, you don't feel like you're in a car. You're in something else, which is part of the appeal. I understand that. It's like a, a lot of people, or something. Right. A lot of people like to feel like they're in a car. And, uh, you know, everybody else in the car industry didn't fall off a turnip truck to stand by and allow Tesla to keep having, you know, 65% of the EV market, uh, particularly in the United States. It's just not going to happen over, over time. So will I, you know what, I, I can, I can map this out for us because we're going to need another car in a couple years. We can, we can keep going with, with the cars that we have, but yeah. I would, I could imagine that our next car would, would be a, a not a big one, not an expensive one, but the, I'm sure it'll be perfect by then. They'll be much better, much better. Brad Krantz is waiting to have a car manufactured with a battery made by his neighbors in North Carolina. That is what's happening. That's what I, I, I'm telling you, you right now. You never know. You never know. You never that is the, that's, exa- that's what this man is doing. He loves his adopted home area of North Carolina so much that that's what he's waiting for. That's it. That's it. Uh, what else on the list here? Um, did you see the the uh, the Ronnie Jackson story? Uh, what's he, what's he doing now? Because I see a lot of his tweets and stuff, and I don't know which particular story you're uh, you're referring to. All right. Well, a- as you you know, and it, it came and went. Fortunately, it wasn't a big deal, but it's always a big deal in its own way. President Biden had a cancerous lesion removed yeah. from his chest a few weeks ago. Right. He's doing fine. No problem. No follow-up. No, every, everything's working fine. So you would think that there's no real politician that would make some sport of that or try to make hay of it or try to score points with it because you'd have to be an incredible asshole to do that, right? You're wrong. You're absolutely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Here's the quote from Congressman Ronnie Jackson, former White House doctor to yes. Donald Trump. Underline was, that. He, he's a physician. He was so bad. He was so bad that even Trump had to fire him because he was a, a drunk and a predator. But other than that, and but, he'd been Obama's. He kept. He has. He's, he's, this, he's is like a, the, this is a man who's a medical doctor making this statement. I want you wait, to make sure. Isn't, yeah. isn't he like the only holdover you can think of? From Obama to Trump, the White House doctor. I guess, I guess it right was. That. Yeah. Might have been. Might have been yeah. somebody else. Speaking of and cancerous it, lesions, <laughs> they yeah. need to be removed. That's exactly what he said. He said that this was not only a, a case of uh, forget the cancer on on Biden. Biden is the cancer. That's right. He needs to be removed, not the lesion that they found. Now. You know, when you say the president needs to be removed, what should that automatically trigger? A visit from the Secret Service to your home asking, what did you mean by that, sir? Should. But it didn't, of course. Um, So this brings me to my hope here that, uh, and of course, he did this on the Maria Bartiromo show on, on Fox over the weekend. So this just increases my hope that Fox doesn't settle, that they lose the defamation suit to Dominion voting systems, 
They have to pay the $1.6 billion, and then they get hit with a $100 billion punitive damage award. $100 billion. That would be enough to put News Corp under. That would be the end of them. Okay? Nice. That great. would be all. That would be it. Okay? And for those of you worried that, oh, if they, they uh, uh, put them out of business, there won't be any more Marvel movies. No, 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 no. Disney owns that part of what used to be 20th century Fox. They've got the movies. They can still crank out shitty Ant-Man movies forever. Don't worry. I was, I was so worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just to reference the uh, whataboutism uh, component of this, uh, I went and looked to see how was the reaction when Donald Trump had COVID. Yeah. Remember when Trump got, got the COVID? And, yeah, it was right before the election. It was very close to the election. And so I went to the news source that if any Democrat, if any Democrat had, at, at any level said anything remotely obnoxious or nasty on television, on, on a podcast, in a tweet, that this news organization would have trumpeted it as nasty Democrats can't even put it aside when the president has a life-threatening illness. And here's the headline from, that's right, Fox News. You ready? Trump receives well wishes from top critics after coronavirus diagnosis. That's right. From liberal talk show hosts to outspoken activist actors, a number of Trump's most vocal detractors took the moral high ground. This is Fox writing this to offer their thoughts and prayers that the president and first lady make a speedy and complete recovery. Uh, God bless the president and the first lady. Rachel Maddow said, Alyssa Milano. And even if you think that Rachel Maddow didn't really mean that, you know what? That's not how it works. It's what you actually say. It's what you actually say and how it is then depicted and I don't remember anybody saying, I, I hope Trump dies from, well, we may have done it here. Okay. No, not publicly. Yeah. It wasn't like right. AOC bought right. a banner on the back of a plane. Exactly. And flew it. Yeah. It wasn't anything but, like that. But uh, Joe Biden has a cancerous lesion removed and uh, Ronnie, he must be still be drinking Jackson. Congressman from Texas says Joe Biden is the cancer. Joe Biden must be removed wow wow yeah. and you know uh, and- he faced he faced a flurry of condemnation from his fellow republicans who said congressman jackson that's not how we no of course no one said a word i just no also find it hard word. to i also find it hard to believe like you go to his district over in bumfuck texas and people go man that's awesome good job Randy. i mean i just find it hard to believe that people you are do? that wild i, I, you I do? really do i really, really do I don't I don't think the worst of people like you do. No, I just don't think even in places where they they despise uh, Joe Biden, people are like "Ah, that that cancer stuff, man. I wish it would have got him. I just don't I I just don't see it. There may be one or two people you can find at the post office that will say that. But I got to think there were some people even in his district that were like, "Ew." yeah, but they don't count. They don't (laughs) matter. Their constituents. All lives matter, Brad. You yeah. haven't learned anything over the past few years. No, I've learned nothing. <laughs> I've learned nothing. Uh, I got a great. Uh, I got a great poll question. We don't do a poll. Yes. Here. Was Jesus woke? 
<laughs> is this an actual thing that's going around? No, no, I, I was thinking about it. Well, Jesus because it, 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 it kind of comes up uh, tangentially in, you know, the flagrant and pointless use of the, the, uh, the word. Um, and it's because uh, I saw a piece saying that the uh, younger folks, and God forbid that you had a younger folk who attended CPAC, over the weekend, that you have a, a, a 23-year-old Republican child. You failed, all right? But uh, the younger Republicans are begging, they are pleading with older Republicans. And remember, when you're in your 20s, Ron DeSantis is an older Republican. He's in his 40s, right? Mm. Stop using the word woke. Stop it already. You don't know what you're saying. You're, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I find that to be a really interesting generational divide. Of course, it won't matter. It's not going to stop guys like Trump and Nikki Haley. She went hard with it. God. Yeah, but they never seem to be able to define what it means. That's why it's perfect. That's <laughs> why it's perfect, Brit. To me, it's yeah, like it's woke is like empathetic and aware. Oh, my God. How awful. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, about a year and a half ago, you know, Matthew Dowd, the guy that used to be a, uh, he was a George W. Bush uh, advisor and the rest. And he's one of those, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. And now he's a, and now he's a commentator. You see him on MSNBC and uh, uh, he left the pack. Okay. He's a never Trumper now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Dowd had a had a great explanation on why if Jesus was around today he'd be the wokest guy ever. It was all you know, love your enemies. Um, of course, this flies in the face of cancel culture. Uh, yeah, love, yeah. You know, forgive as Christ has forgiven you. Uh, all, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I'm not a theologian, and I'm not I'm not really there. But I. I find this just to be another corollary of the how did all the evangelicals decide to check every bit of their self-professed morality six years ago to vote for Trump in the first place to, to throw that in. You know why? I think it was said over the weekend. He is their retribution. Yeah. Yeah. He is their retribution, which by the way, and again, not a, not a Christian don't know. I didn't know that Jesus was all about retribution. Did I miss that? I- here's the here's the fun part of that. There are some people who like there. There's like there was a thing that happened in the early 21st century called um, Young Restless Reform, and they were Calvinists and they were hardcore and they wanted a lot of macho bravado testosterone back in Christianity, and they decided to go to the piece. There's a piece in the Bible where Jesus goes to the temple and he starts slamming tables. He starts turning them over and they like that. They like that Jesus. And that's the one, a minor part of his ministry. And they concentrate on that as an ass kicking. No. So that was to them. That's his whole. Yes. Thing. That's his whole. Yes. Thing. yes. That, that, that's part of their deal. I, and I, I did Google is Jesus woke. And I get three articles and one of them is no, there's no way. And the other one is, Oh yeah, completely. So, again, these are people who are, you know, theological writers who have studied the stuff. So, yes, again, you try to make it fit uh, anything you possibly can. Hey, I know, but before we we get out of here, I know that you want to 
give your best to the Conway family as George and Kelly have decided to end their marriage and the, and the children. And uh, Trump was ever so helpful <laughs> this weekend <laughs> going after loser George. All I can say, all I can say is sometimes the old sayings are the best sayings. It was Princess Diana who said about Camilla Parker Bowles, there were three of us in the marriage, so it was a bit crowded. In the, in the case of the Conways, there were three in that marriage. George, Kellyanne, and Donald Trump. Yeah, and think- Kellyanne is divorcing George Conway in order to stay with Donald Trump. It's that simple. I mean, you, we, we've all thought, what, for the last five years, that how can these people be together? And, and how can... Uh, George Conway tolerate this shit. Yeah. And obviously he couldn't. And they probably kept it together for the sake of the children, whatever, whatever reason it is. It's kind of, kind of tough on the kids. Of course it is. Sure. But uh, um, Kellyanne Conway made her choice. In, she you know, made in her, her choice. In her book, she has that, that, sequence to Kellyanne's book where she says that Ivanka Trump came to her with the name of a couple of marriage counselors and that was presented to George and he he like said no that's not gonna and he proved now if you come to me and I'm your husband and you give me anything from Ivanka Trump we're done right there I don't take marriage advice from fucking Ivanka Trump we're, we're, we're headed down the road I'll pack my shit tonight we'll figure out how to split up the coffee table that's how that's gonna work mm. <laughs> I think I saw, uh, I didn't do that much. Re- I, I think there's no prenup there. And so George is entitled to half of the money. Oh, wow. That, that Kellyanne Conway made uh, during their marriage, which is a lot of money. She was the, the big money maker because she had a, you know, she was a, a consultant, probably got overpaid by, by campaigns all the way through. And who knows what, what Trump's been paying her and, Maybe maybe the details will get more salacious here than we, we ever thought between Trump and Kelly and Conway. Maybe it there's says, something we don't know yet. Um, it says, I think they lived in New Jersey. Is that right? Wasn't that their main residence? Yeah, I think they've got three three houses or so. Or maybe, maybe it's like uh, John McCain. They don't even know how many houses they own. They don't it says Jersey is not a community property state, but you know he's a, he's a lawyer. I'm sure he'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> 